Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we talk about one of my favorite things on the entire planet, back planning. Okay? Back planning. I love it. Um, so there is always a blog at AboveAverageLeadership.com. You can also check out a video on Friday. I'll be posting to YouTube about the same topic. It's like five and a half minutes, I think. I tried to keep it brief, which is impressive considering the fact I love this topic and I could literally talk about it all day. I could give you 8,000 analogies. Don't test me. I'm sure I could uh, on how great this tool is, how great this skill is and how, how big of an impact it can make just in your life when it comes to accomplishing what you're going after, limiting stress, you know, just making things better. So hope you guys enjoy the show and here we go on with back planning. Five, four, three. Two, one, zero, all engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Discovery, go and drive level. Tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. Here we go. We are live. Welcome to the show. If you're listening to this, we're not live. But no. we were. We're live right now in real time and space. In real time. When this releases, we'll still be alive, <laughs> but the show will not be live at the moment. Right. Uh, but if you want to watch us live. Right here on Twitch TV. That's right. Above Average Podcast slash Twitch.tv. At 11 on Mondays. Central time. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Central time. We're not weird like Arizona. Right. It makes up its own Who time zones. doesn't acknowledge daylight, savings, daylight time. savings. Anyway, that is not at all the point of today's show. No. Today, we're talking about literally one of my very favorite things on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it make you laugh? I, you know, the list of your very favorite things on the planet is it's a unique. wide variety. It's unique. <laughs> from all categories. Um, this one, though, is super near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Because it's legitimately saved lives yes. in my experience. Yes, in your experience. So that's true. I don't know that I can overstate that point. <laughs> legitimately save lives because of this particular thing we're talking about today. And that yeah. particular thing, I even say it in the blog mm-hmm. that, of course, is at AboveAverageLeadership.com. Right. Um, <laughs> they should know that by now. If you don't, that's where it's at. Right. I even say in the blog, and it was not BS when I was typing it, I legitimately was getting excited. <laughs> typing about this topic yeah, because I love it so very much. Um, And the topic, I know, everyone's like, what is it? Quit dangling the carrot and drop it, man. Back planning. (laughs) It is is my favorite for so many reasons, but the overarching, all-encompassing reason why it is my favorite is because it works. Yes. It works. It gets you to your goals. Right, because you start without fail. (laughs) Because you not without, yeah, without fail might be a good way to say it. Not without problems. Right, right. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be issues along the way, but you know, it's that plan. What is the you plan to fail? Fail to plan. I don't subscribe to any of what you just said. (laughs) Um, But, but the. I'll let you. I'll let you think on that. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to continue with the point. Thank you. Um, (laughs) The point is. And I, it's even part of the title of the blog is that your end state, right? Your objective right. becomes your start point. Yes. 
Um, yes. And you work your way back from what you want to achieve through the steps of how to achieve it. Mm. Right. It seems kind of counterintuitive to start at the end. Right. But it makes perfect sense when you lay it out. And now... We're going to get deep into it, how this applies to like everything from, in the blog I talk about brushing your teeth. Right. Because I feel like, I'm hoping that that is an analogy everyone can relate to. <laughs> if not, please start brushing your teeth. <laughs> um, just for us. That's right. Well, fortunately, we, get, we brush our teeth. Right. We're and safe we have, you know, four reminders in the morning if anyone <laughs> oh didn't gosh. brush their teeth. Right. And we're like, you need to go readdress that yuck mouth. Mm-hmm. At any rate, I use that analogy, but... We're going to talk about how it applies to a lot of things. I'm going to give, you know, I've got one real world analogy that I can point to where I've, I've seen it effective. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. But essentially, like, I guess I'll get into one of them now. You know, I won't touch on the, the toothbrushing thing. If you really want to know more about that, just read the blog. Because right. it actually does illustrate the point relatively well. Yes, it does. But and, and how you actually do it without thinking about it. Right. And so, using that skill and applying it to something where you haven't thought about that before, it's, it's great. It's and perfect. that's the other thing to, to point out, is that for anyone listening, this is not something you don't know how to do. Right. This is something you already do in the seemingly innocuous tasks of your right. day. Right. And you're just unaware of it. You know, we could, any, any step-driven task, yeah. you back plan without even realizing it. Right. Um, and it, you know, like I'll, I'll take a, another analogy aside from the toothbrush you one, because I'm going to force them to read it. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's, you know, I'm drinking coffee, right? right? So let's go through the end state goal is that I have coffee. Right. Okay. And I back plan that without even thinking about it because right. I have to know what kind of coffee I want. Mm-hmm. I have to purchase that kind of coffee i have right. to make sure if we use filters we don't we have the reusable basket because that's you know thrifty and right anyway Save the plan. but if you need filters you make a plan to have filters right. if you need to go to the store have it delivered you make that plan right. you you have already back planned all the steps as just a typical thing that you do right. to achieve the goal of making the coffee that you want right what time do you need to start the right. coffee so you can be drinking your coffee so if you say to yourself i know joke need coffee by 7 a.m. Right. Okay. So how are you going to achieve that? Are you going to get up and make it at 6.30 so that it's all brewed and ready by 7? Right. Or are you going to set it up and set a timer on your coffee machine to do it in the morning? Like right. you, you back planned it and you didn't even know that's what you were doing. Right. All we're going to do is apply that to everything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so when you go, oh, I've got to learn a whole new skill. No, you don't. No. You you're already, already doing do it. it. You're just now going to apply it Right. To other areas of your life. Right. Liberally. Um, Apply it liberally. Because right. Because it really is helpful. <laughs> it, it really is going to deconflict so much. And here's the other thing is when you start saying it out loud like that, like, oh, this step, this step, this step, this step, it sounds overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The reality is the more intentional you are with your back planning, the more free time you're going to give yourself. Right. Because you can be realistic about timelines then. Mm-hmm. You can look at it and go, okay. I just back, like just now in that example, I back planned making coffee 30 minutes. Right. If your coffee machine still takes 30 minutes, I mean, it's, you know, even a French press is not going to take you 30 minutes to make coffee. Right. <laughs> so I over exaggerated the back plan and I still had more time. Right. Um, and that's all you're doing. 
You're just being intentional with the wins and the what's and the how's that you need to achieve to hit that goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's funny because a lot of things I can draw back to my time as a drill sergeant because this was like the force, the function funnel of all these skills. Right. That, you know, people who didn't have them or didn't know they had them, now I have to force them to acknowledge and implement them. Right. And one of the, and back planning, the reason I say this is back planning is massive in Mm -hmm. the military. It is legitimately the way you do all things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, I'm not exaggerating. It is the way you go for a run. Right. You have to back plan running. <laughs> like, no one, no one who's an avid runner wakes up every morning and consciously back plans their run. We have to intentionally back plan every bit of that run to include, right. like, if someone falls out, who's going to fall out with them? What's the route look like? Are there potholes on the route? What have we marked the potholes with? Like, you have to back plan to that level. Like, so if I know I'm going to say forward march, double time march at 630. Right. Someone has to drive the route at 530 to drop a Kim light in the pothole so that Joe doesn't twist his ankle on the run. Because <laughs> I've only got one CLS guy, and he's at research this week. And so now I'm going to have to use an NCO to help him when he twists his ankle. Like, right. you have to back plan all that what-if stuff. Right. Right. Just to hit the in-state goal of, we went on a five-mile run. We went on a run. <laughs> And so it sounds like a lot, but I'm going to give an example that that I had to use all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, when I was a drill sergeant, the soldiers coming through were part of Generation Y. Mm-hmm. And we jokingly said it's because they ask why about everything. <laughs> and we laughed about it, and it was kind of in jest, but the reality is, like, that's not a bad quality. No. No, curiosity is not a bad quality. To know why you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And so... What it propelled is something that's called outcomes-based training. Mm -hmm. And essentially all that boils down to is you go, okay, killers, the end state here is that, you know, like if we're doing react to a near or far ambush. Right. Okay. The end state to that is that we wind up in what's called a lazy L security posture. We've done our EPW search. We've done our aid and litter team. We've done all, we've consolidated weapons we've gotten our lace reports all that stuff is done google it i'm not going to spend the time on it mm-hmm. all that stuff is done right. and we're ready to continue mission so you start at that end state and go okay so to get to that point we'll have had to do i just listed off this 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 and this mm-hmm. and it all starts with we got shot at right so you work them backwards from the goal mm-hmm. or even just showing them the goal and then saying now here's how we're going to get to it right but it still right. has to be done in a backwards manner so that you don't miss something. Right, right. Well, and I think, I mean, another example would be, you know, in school, when you're on day one of whatever class and you get a syllabus. And, it, you know, it says at the beginning, we're going to cover American history. Right. And then it goes through the first three weeks we're talking about this chunk. And then the next three weeks and the next three weeks. I mean, it's just... To know what you're getting into, because if if you say we're going to cover history, well, that's a lot, right? <laughs> and that's very overwhelming to go. Here's this entire thing, and you're going to learn it. Well, and especially you know that's a great example because you talk about like that that American history one class, right? And what they're covering is from 1410 to 1868, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. typically the mm-hmm. area covered. We're going from you know, conquistadors to post-Civil War, 
right. in a semester mm-hmm. or maybe over the course of a year, but that's still 400 years. <laughs> and, and so if that teacher didn't go, okay, I know I want to get to the reconstruction phase of post-Civil War, right? which you know is going to set up that next History 2 teacher for Industrial Revolution perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go backwards and figure out, okay, well, the Civil War is a good chunk. Right, that's going to take us X amount of weeks right. to get through that. What politics led up to that? We got to hit that. Right. And so you know, like, there's a little white space there, like the Wild West. Yeah, there's some stuff, but we don't really need to talk too much about it. Right. We're going to talk about like the Native Americans and Indigenous peoples. That's a big chunk there, right. and that'll naturally lead you backwards to the Aztecs, which mm-hmm. is where the conquistadors fouled everything up for right. North America. <laughs> so, yeah, real opinion. Take right. that. Um, but at any rate. They had to back plan because if they didn't, if they said, okay, we're going to start at 1410 and work our way to 1868, it's not going to work. You're going to run out of time. Right. You're going to get caught up in all of the tiny details and and stuff that you're really interested in. You're going to spend too much time. Right. Stuff that you're not as interested in, you might gloss over and, and it might be an important thing. So having a syllabus laid out for whatever it is or your back plan laid out for whatever it is just propels you to smoothly get to your end state. And you know, like using the school analogy, I had a great professor who I will, I will sing his praises to the day I die. It was in my first year of college and his name was Claude Sasso. (laughs) And he walked in day one history and it was that class. It was that coursework from the conquistadors up through reconstruction. Mm -hmm. And he walks in and barely acknowledges the fact that there's a, a room full of hungry minds, <laughs> right? There's students. <laughs> I would later find out mm-hmm. that Claude Sasso was a veteran who mm-hmm. actually had the same primary MOS as I did when I was on really? active duty. Yeah. How interesting. Found all that out later. But he walks in. Fascinating. Not a word. Like, it's not yeah. even like a, what's up, guys? Right. And turns on, this is like, we went to a nice college when we went to college together. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't bother with smart boards. Doesn't right. care. <laughs> Homie rolls out old school overhead projector. Right, squeaky wheel. And clicks all. that sucker on, <laughs> throws his laminate on there, and just starts spitting. Nice. And he didn't stop talking for four days. <laughs> and on the fourth day, a girl in the front class of a class raised her hand and was like, Professor Sasso, like, where is this stuff in the book? And this dude laughed. <laughs> Because he was unaware that there was a book that corresponded with his course. Oh. He'd never seen it, never cracked it open. This dude just knew, I've got a semester Mm -hmm. to get us to 1868. Right. And I have back planned this sucker to the letter. Yeah. Like, bring your tape recorder because daddy's on a roll. Right. Right. But because of that, I mean, it was an amazing class. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that mattered, like he was able to devote, like, as you were saying, you'll miss the details or you'll get fixated on the little stuff. Mm-hmm. He was able to devote so much time to like big picture things that made a difference historically mm-hmm. rather than like, you know, there's certain parts of the industrial revolution that truly like, eh, who cares? Right. You know, steam power, we got it. <laughs> but he would go into detail on things that would have an overarching impact on the country. Right. And be able to tie it all together. That had he tied himself to a book that mm-hmm. worries about going from A to Z, he would have missed. But because right. he back planned from Z back to A, mm-hmm. he's like, this stuff is key. It's got to be said. Right. Yeah. And so 
you know, that's one of the things that you'll gain from doing this. And because of that, he knew where he had time. Like I said, you're going to give yourself more white space right. by doing this appropriately. Right. Right. Well, it's like you're saying about the coffee machine. Nobody's coffee maker takes 30 minutes. So you're going to find yourself with 15, 20 minutes in between things where you can check social media. You can do what, you know, some of the little frivolous things. Or you can really step it up and get something else that you need to get done. It's done. crazy. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, and we're going to get into it, but we'll go ahead and touch on it now. Like, when you start doing this as an intentional part of everything... Mm -hmm. And you do, you know, roll that schedule for like a week. Yeah. And Yeah, it takes some practice. Back plan it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, so maybe start with a day. Yeah. You know, back plan Tuesday, because you know Tuesday's got a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And then over the course of a month, work it out so you back plan your whole week. And then give yourself a couple weeks to roll on that schedule. Mm -hmm. And start taking accountability of the new time you've got. Yeah. You'll Be find that you have some extra. Because you're, I'm telling you, like, like you you know my board is here. I am yes. crazy about updating my board every day. Right. I have to have, you know, four days at least mm -hmm. that's on there. But the reality is, like, I've probably back planned the next two weeks. Yeah. But because of that, you know, I'll wind up huge day, huge day, eh, and then, like, nothing. Right. Because... I've back planned everything and I know what is my end state for the week. Right. And so here's where we're going to go into like big stuff. Okay. All right. Here we go. Because this is really a big part of the show. Like, you know, we talk about leadership a lot, obviously. It's mm -hmm. a kind of part of the, the title of the company and whatever. <laughs> right. Pseudo important to me. Yes. <laughs> but what I really want people to take away from this is like, this skill is so important that it can give you anything you want hmm. if you put the effort into it yeah and i'm talking like the that big pie in the sky idea you've got that mm -hmm. feels so unattainable right that whatever it is i mean like go crazy mm -hmm. you want to be the next you know 37 million subscriber youtube star cool cool story that right. is the thing is people look at that as a dream that's unachievable mm -hmm. or because there's it's such a, a monumentous thing in their brain right that they can't attain that right and I promise you that if you were to back plan from there mm -hmm. and start really laying out the steps that it's going to take, because, you know, just use that one as an example, YouTube being wildly successful for you. Right. Okay. So what's the step right before that? Right before that, and you know, you could get into the weeds about it being shareable, it being snappy, it being what the reality is, is content. Right. It has to be there. there it has, has to be, to be there. Stuff for people to look at. And so that's your first step is start making the content. Right. And you know, or content refinement, but you're never going to get to that second to last step where you perfect the content. Mm -hmm. If you keep back planning that you're going to eventually wind up at like start, start making the content. Right. Right. And so you've got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if you never start back planning from that seemingly unattainable goal, you're never going to get there. Right. Well, you spend a lot of time spinning your wheels because you get stuck in, you know, I got to find just the right camera. So you're doing all the research for the camera and all the research for the cores sure. and all the research for, you know, all that stuff. And, and you're missing the point, you know, <laughs> you can upgrade your camera six months into Later. it. Later. A year into it, you know, whatever. But 
there's there's no need for a camera if there's nothing for people to watch. For people that have have been paying attention to above average leadership at all, right? This isn't not this isn't what we started with. No, we no. didn't have like legit studio space or right. no. you know it was it was me and a janky camera in front of a backdrop that you helped me piece together yep. that looked cool enough. Right. And I just started. Right. You know and. I had a great mentor. I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is Mitch Matthews. Mm-hmm. You should check him out. He's an, an, just an amazing human being. Yes. But he's got a little saying and it makes perfect sense, you know, because his thing is the, the cruise ship. Everyone wants the sexy cruise ship. Right. Right. That's great. And But it's slow moving, man. Yeah. All that sexy takes a while to get here. That's right. Don't let the fixation of that big cruise ship stop you from doing what he says and that's putting speedboats in the water. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, my first couple of videos, not great. <laughs> and honestly, in the last week, they've gotten better. Yeah. You know, just it's going to keep right. getting better right. because you care about it. Right. But had I never started, there would be zero engagement. Right. So, right. <laughs> back, I mean, that's but the point, like, back playing your dreams. Yes. Yep. Because, you know, we, we've said it on a couple shows now, and I'm going to keep using it. It's like my new thing, that a vision without action is just a dream. Right. But if you want to start taking action towards making that reality, mm-hmm. then the first step is to make a plan. Make a plan. And it, and to work backwards from it gives you clear steps. It's, it, you know, you know where you want to end up and you know where you are now. So you just have to fill it in. Right. It it's not it's not that difficult, but it can be scary. But the great thing about back planning too, it even through that fear of like, mm. gosh, it's so insurmountable, right? Right. When you start really working your way back, you're going to start seeing opportunities mm-hmm. that you didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if we're using the YouTube thing, like if you start working your way back through what it's going to take to get there, mm-hmm. eventually you're going to six degrees Kevin Bacon yourself into a position where you're like, I actually know somebody right. who's like a wizard at lighting. Right. Or great at editing or whatever it is right you probably could touch the person to make you closer to your goal right right and who who knows maybe their goal is to be a world famous editor and you're their launch right you know right but the it, thing is is there are magical things like that that happen all the time but you have to be bold enough to make the plan and then execute it like i can tell you you know i'm not going to say anything because I don't want to detract from their thing. Mm -hmm. But I know some folks who have been in podcasting before Mm -hmm. and we had a conversation. One in particular was like, hey man, you know, I'm thinking you'd be a great yin to my yang per se. Right. And I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) But, you know, my focus is here right now, Mm -hmm. but I know a dude. Right. And because of that, these two are making it happen. Mm -hmm. Like, that's Sight unseen, never high-fived in person. Right. They have a successful podcast now. Right. Well, and the, the thing that's crazy about that is that that is a two-fold thing. Because you had a plan and you have a clear vision of where you're going. So you were able to say, oh, that's you know awesome and I'm flattered, but my focus is right. this. So you didn't get distracted even though someone was like, hey, what about this? Which is something you're interested in. Of course. And you were able to still help and get someone else launched with their first steps in getting a connection because they really wanted to have a counterpart. And I can tell you, you know, 
one of the individuals, the guy who I had that conversation with, is wildly talented when it comes to broadcasting. Mm -hmm. He's got years of experience in it. Right. Like, we had done a show. I had been interviewed on his show with another entity before. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he did this. He did this for U.S. Army WTF moments. Right. Like, that was his job. Mm -hmm. Professional podcaster. And he wants to do a thing with me. Right. He's got all the production quality, all the whiz-bang stuff. And I could have gotten distracted. Yes, you could have seen stars sure. and been like, okay, I'm jumping ship from what this dream is and I'll, I'll make up a new dream as I go. But like you said, because I had effectively backplanned right. my process and my in-state, while that sounds like a good time, mm-hmm. it's just not going to get me closer to where I want to be. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean never. Right. It just means what the step that you're on in your backplanned process didn't allow for that at the moment. Well, at the end of the day, like that relationship's still intact. Right. If anything, it's gotten better. And I guarantee exactly. you, between the three of us, there will be some cross modulation in the future. Of course, of course. It's just an inevitable thing because right. there's so much, you know, shared interest and, and directional, you know, goals are similar. Right. Um, but, you know, the back planning was crucial in me staying the course on what I needed to do. Right. But in, in my back planning, the other entities and in me staying the course on what I wanted to do was how I had exposure to a shared interest somewhere else and was able to make that connection. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not a purely selfish thing when you're back planning. No. Other no. people will benefit. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you are, when you back plan, everyone benefits is the reality. It's, I mean, since we've, we've, been doing it more together right recently i think than we ever really have before and it's like you and i have more time together you and i and the kids have more time together you and i and the kids and whatever other activities they want to do you know it's just it's creating a lot of extra space and opportunity for things where before it was like well we just don't have time to do that and for me it's you know it is it's the toothbrushing level of unconscious for me, for everything. Right. Because I've been doing it for so long. It's been such an intentional, organic part of how I do business right. from the military. Okay, so how do you so how do you do it? So we we've talked about there's there's your end goal. Sure. There's the, the dream that you're running towards and there's where you are. Right. So when you look from where you are and you look at that goal that feels so unattainable, so do you go just to the very next step back? Or are you working from you know, the middle back. You want, to, you want to know how crazy it gets? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get crazy. How crazy it gets okay. is today, mm-hmm. this morning, to right. get to this spot by 11 a.m. Right. I back planned everything to the point of when I set my alarm last night. Yes. Getting to 11 a.m. started before the kids went to bed. Right. Because there was a lot of moving pieces. Yes. To, and so, but because of that, mm-hmm. I had back planned no later. It's the reality is it's setting time achievable benchmarks for right. yourself it's your, for all the inches. Right. It's your drop dead time. Right. So everything this activity has to be completed. Gets a no later than time for me. Right. Like to include, I'm going to have to shower no later than this. I'm going right. to have to work out no later than this. I'm going to have to make coffee no later than this. Right. Thanks for jumping on that grenade this morning. <laughs> I'm going to have to, you know. <laughs> Everything is a no later than time. Right. 
But because I get deep into the inches on my no later than times, mm-hmm. you got the picture of it, but I was able to spend 20 minutes playing daddy doctor with Hannah this right. morning. Before she went to school. Because I back planned when I'm going to shower. Right. And it sounds crazy. Right. It does. I was going to say, so for someone that feels like, oh, that's a lot of pressure, I think you really just, you really just have to try it. You do. I think the thing is, is like when you, when you first start, you know, really trying to intentionally back plan, you know, whatever the, the, just a normal task, you know, it, it's, it feels a little heavy because there's all these, you're putting all these time constraints on it. Right. But when you try it and you realize this, this part of the task took less time. And so now I have a little extra time. For this part, that might be more complicated. And the time constraint, it, see, that's, I don't like putting that verbiage on it. Yeah. It's more like the the goal, the time goal. Mm-hmm. You know, the, because when you say no later then, right. right, that, it sounds like a deadline. Right. But what it really is, is, you know, I hate to say it this way because then like, there's certain psychology that comes right. into play and messes you up. But the reality is, like, what it really means is that you've got until then to do it. Yeah. So, if you know, right. no joke, it's got to be done by this time, mm-hmm. and X, Y, and Z jumps in your way, it's cool. It's right. cool because I've still got three hours. Right. Like, you know, right. we're good. Right. When you're back playing the big picture, you do end up with... With oh, a lot of white space. That's okay, because I can just do this first or do this third or whatever. And if it's something that you're trying to, for the first time, inculcate as an intentional part of how you do things mm-hmm. outside of, you know, then my recommendation would be to to uh, consciously observe when you do it in the innocuous things. Right. Because you're doing it. Right. You know, it, it's silly, but it's true. Like, I, we use the coffee thing, but what is, you know, everyone has to eat every day. I right. promise you. You don't have to. Right. But it's a good idea, at least every three, to knock out a meal or something. <laughs> right. And so, when you're making your grocery list, mm-hmm. you're back plan- you are physically back planning a task over the next week or two. Right. Simply by what you're going to get at the store. Right. Right. Like, by what you're buying to fix. You're doing it already. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in... The thing is, like, it, it alleviates so much tension. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds like a nerve-wracking exercise or a, a skill to Im- implement, yeah. it relieves so much tension because it's a clear, concise way ahead. Right. Instead of the, the by the seat of your pants, we'll see where everything lands. Right. It's, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Which is totally and completely how I have lived the majority of my sure. life. <laughs> it's just... And, and we, we actually talked about this last night a little bit right. because you worked out of the home for the majority of our marriage. And so it was sometimes like, out of the country. Right. Exactly. It was like <laughs> far away from home. Right. So it was like, you know, I'm the boss, applesauce. If right. I say jump, we're jumping. And there was no, the, you know, the kids didn't have any time hacks to meet. Like it wasn't even, you know, until really it feels like <laughs> the last few years that we had schooled to go to. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, we'll get up, we'll do our chores, we'll, you know, we have this kind of loosey-goosey schedule. You want to go to the pool? Let's do it, you know? And so 
the frustrating thing for me, though, was is we'd get to the end of the day, and it's like I'd have 10 things started, nothing finished, right. and then you're on your way home, and it's like, oh, man, this isn't good. You know? Like, and you've been out just killing and accomplishing all day long, and I've got... Ten things started that have now made a giant mess throughout the house, right. and I got to run around like a chicken with my head cut off to try and get stuff stuffed back away so that you can walk into a normal, calm home at the end of your stressful day. Right. And I've got to figure out how I can hide it and then peel it back out in the morning and actually get it done. Right. That's where the back. That's where back planning would have been real helpful. And look, I can tell you that. <laughs> For neither participant, does that really work? No. Because I would walk in knowing that, like, right. oh, you're Shelly Long from the money pit right now. Right. You know, right. I knew you were at the end of your pitiful rope. Right. And you're frustrated because you didn't achieve what you set out to achieve for right. the day. Right. And eventually, like, it does create frustration with right. the partnership because I'm like, what did you do all day today? Right. And it's... There creates conflict when it's like, we went to the pool. You went to the pool. Right. <laughs> right. You right. Know. Exactly. And that's, I mean, they're, they're I, you know, for being honest, that's what was happening. It was like sure. my, my lack of back planning, but the prioritizing of, you know, doing something with the kids to try and get them worn out enough that I could right. do something. But they are just energizer bunnies, and right. you know I, it wasn't working. And so then, and then they expected that all of my time was theirs. And what's funny, and we've we've really experienced this, you know, during the the COVID and the lockdown right. and everything else, right. where you know I'm working at the house now, right? And I'm not on a stage somewhere or in front of people somewhere, right? Teaching all this fun stuff, mm -hmm. um, and so like I'm in the house, and but what's great is like. You've seen what I'm saying makes sense. Right. Oh, because yeah. I'll back plan my stuff mm -hmm. and, <laughs> you know, whichever variation of child approaches and I'll pause music or stop typing or whatever. And, right. And I'm like, daddy's going to do this now. Right. And I'll let you know when it's your turn. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Roger that pops. And they Charlie Mike. They continue doing what they're doing. Right, yeah. And, and you, at least early on, would right. still stop, put thing down. Right. What is it, child? What is it? What do we need to do? Oh, yeah. And then here. at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I didn't get this, 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 right. and that. It's because you're... Right. I'm not getting anything done because I'm having to start over. You're missed not fire all day. Right. Stop. And what happened, though, right. is it would get I would get all my stuff done, you know, and it's like one. Right. And I'm like, all right, guys, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, wait, I haven't even... But I didn't... Right. And what about my... And they're like, rock on, we've got the whole rest of the day. Right. I'm like, I still have like 10 hours of work to do. But... <laughs> With that, the point there is when you start implementing back planning to what you do, right. that's why I keep saying the word intentional. Yes. And you have to stay the course. Yep. Like, you will free up time yes. for all the other important things in your life. You just have to get it done. Right. And that that's, is. you have to. And if you look, here's the deal. And we started off by saying it's not going to be easy. It's not. And things are going to come along that screw up your plan. Right. It's not every day are you going to hit your, you know, the unachievable dream of, you know, whatever in that 24 hour period. And I'm not even, you know, those no later than times, you're going to miss one. Right. You're going to miss a hard right. time. It's just, I promise you. Right. It's just going to happen. Things are going to come up. You know, I'll give a, hey, we've got to be to phase line yellow 
mm-hmm. by one o'clock in the afternoon in our clearance operations. We've got three kilometers of neighborhood to clear, and we got a phase line yellow by you know whatever time. Cool story. That time hits. That time goes by. We're still stuck. You know, half a click back because things got squirrely on us. Right. We missed the hard time. Right. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All that means is okay. Finish it out. Mm-hmm. Get it done as soon as you can, and then reevaluate your plan. Right. Now, does that mean the end of the day and now you have to go to bed? Sometimes it will. Right. Sometimes <laughs> right. it will. Sometimes but before you it. close your ewees, right? Right. Before you go memes for the day, <laughs> stop, reevaluate the back planning, right. figure out a new no later than time for that task, and that's number one for the day. I don't care what you had on tap for 6 a.m., that's the new 6 a.m. Right. Right. Start there, reevaluate your no later than times, and start over. Right. It's not I a big think, deal. I think the other thing, too, about the whole black back, back planning is that I am also not a master of time. Even though it, it does exist. It, it exists, and I can meet, you know, time hacks. The kids are on school on time. I'm there to pick them up or, you know, whatever. Sure. But to really... Um, take account of how long something takes you. So yes, that, I mean for real. I, I'm I, not even being funny. You you kind of suck at that sometimes. Yes, I mean like if I I know that if I'm going to sit down and write something, I need a big block of time. Sure. Because I it takes a little bit for my creative juices to start flowing. I like to find just the exact word that I'm looking for. I have to reread my own stinking writing. 700 times just to get to the next sentence sometimes. I am not going to talk about my writing process because it might devalue my work. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's just my process. And so I know if I'm sitting down to write, like, they're really, I can't have anything else on my schedule right. that day. That, it, that's, just, that's just what it is. And, and I, but I didn't realize that initially. And so I'd be like, okay, I'm going to check in with all my girls and I'm going to get in my accountability groups and I want to make this video and I want to do, you know, make go live or do whatever. And I want to write, you know, what this next chunk of content for myself. Yeah. None of that. None of that was happening if I started with the writing first. Sure. And if I start to write, I really need to get to the end. Because I have a I have a feeling that I'm going with. I mean, I write from a really emotional right. place, and so it's really hard for me to get back there. So I, you know, I think that's something that is important: is you have to know how long something takes you, and how you can, how you do it so that it's still enjoyable. That yeah. you don't feel like I'm forced and I have to. And ugh. well, it, you know, I will tell you <laughs> that even. In that process. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we talk about. Like, I back plan the inches. Right. Even when it comes to writing, I back plan that. So, like, the book I'm working on now, Mm -hmm. I've made myself a schedule. Right. Like, a no joke, this has to get accomplished this day. Right. And it's not, like, work on the book. It's this many pages. Right. These days of the week. It's happening. Period. And... And because I've set that as my objective, mm-hmm. then I've then back planned that particular objective per day. Right. And so I'll look at where I left off in my plan, which is the entire book. The end state is that book being finished by April. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now it's out there. Trust it. Accountability. Yes. <laughs> the title of the flagship talk is actually, the book will be called Perspective Switch. Yes. And it's pretty dope so far. Yeah. Excellent. At any rate. The, the talk is amazing. I agree. Um, but, you know, because I, 
I say, okay, in state is April. That's mm-hmm. the big objective. Right. It's got to have a cover. It's pages. It's it's together. And so, like I talked about with the run, how you've got to back plan the route. So within your plan, right, there are sub plans. Right. And so for me, one of the large sub plans of finishing the book by April is these days of the week, this many pages. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that lives on a daily thing because you'll see what you get to because I don't know where I'll stop. Right, right. Going with that many pages. Mm-hmm. But so wherever I stop, then for my next day of writing, I lay out, okay, I want to hit these points for sure. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole book's got an outline. Right. But then even the writing days have their own outline. Have their own outline. What do I know I can get done if I'm saying I'm writing 10 pages that day? Right. What can I get out in 10 pages? So I have to achieve that smaller goal within mm-hmm. the larger goal. Right. And then the larger and the larger and the larger. Right. But you back plan it all. Right. When I think that's the thing, it's like the back planning really can be very rewarding because you are watching yourself throughout the day or over the week or over the month check off all of these things. And pretty soon you, you get to the you know end of even just a, a small goal that you've back planned for. And you're like, oh, look at all this I accomplished and not... Not that much time, really. We'll do this in real time because there's people watching. Check this out. Yeah. My board. Mm -hmm. I can go like that and like that already and that. Three things. Yeah. Right. I get to actually physically check them off. Right. And that feels good. And you really should have a place where you can check stuff off. Yes. Because it is, you know, it's like there's that meme that's like, I make a list of things I've already done so I can feel good about checking Checking them them off. off. It's true. There is something really satisfying about doing it. And because of back planning, though, like it's not even noon yet, and I'm 50% done for the day. Right. And the other things are not going to take any time. Yeah. But because I've back planned my week, my month, my year as best I can. Right. Your big goal. So when it comes to the day, I have... No later than times, but it's also super achievable goals for the day. Mm. Well, and the thing that I see you do, too, is, like, you have a lot of projects going on all the time. And so I see you with, you know, kind of like the big the big board with, you know, all the main goals. And then it's like every day you pick out from each thing or from a few of the things, okay, the thing that's going to get me to this and the thing that's going to get me to this that I can do in the immediate right. is this thing. And then I see you drop them into your schedule, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, you can have multiple things that you're working on. My brain legitimately works like a mind map. Right. I mean, it does. <laughs> right, right. That's why I, I write them for everyone who I work with, because it's a great way to capture yes. the rabbit holes and, and the, you know. Right, and for people whose brain doesn't work that right. way, they, it works more like a field of windy flowers yeah, right. <laughs> it's like oh well that's really that's how all that connects i didn't know you could get all your flowers to line up like right. <laughs> but it, it does it helps right you know it does and it it's another way of saying like you're you said you know i've got a lot of stuff because i do i've got the podcasts and the videos and the blog and the right all the stuff right but that's all driving towards one centralized ultimate goal. Yes. And what's great about being broad like that and using all those tools to back plan from your ultimate goal is, you know, it gives you things to keep you busy, which Mm -hmm. is great. Your brain needs that. Right. But the other thing it does is like you said, it gives you things to check off. Mm -hmm. 
So there's not a day of the week that I'm not checking off a major thing towards my goal. Towards something. Right. Right. And that feels good. And, and it keeps you going. Well, that's what's crazy about it. You know, <clears throat> when me. you first start implementing this as a process that you're intentional about, mm -hmm. it feels like work itself because you, right. you stress out over the timeline and all that stuff. Right. It, the reality is you're going to find something that's comfortable for you. If you're right. just consistent about it, you know, I, I recommend to people to back plan the same day in three different ways. Mm -hmm. That way you can try it a few different ways right. and then figure out what works for you. And Tuesday is not Wednesday, right? Like, right. They're different days. Right. But what I can tell you based off having done this for so long mm -hmm. and still doing it today is that you will find yourself extraordinarily busy mm -hmm. for a small chunk of the day. Right. Or maybe half the day, maybe the whole day. Mm -hmm. But when you're done checking right. off that last thing, you're going to feel bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you could be midnight. I don't recommend it, but midnight when you're done. Right. And you're like, that was the greatest day ever. Yes. Because you were steady checking things off right. the list. I mean, that's the thing, you know, accomplishing something feels good. And it makes you want to do the next thing and do the next thing. I mean, that's, we've talked about it before, you know, it's like, that's why we get up and work out first thing in the morning, because if everything else completely falls apart, that's exactly right. at least I worked out, I feel good and I'm going to be able to handle whatever it is that's derailing everything else. The other thing it allows for is an increased sense of enjoyment in the other stuff, mm -hmm. because there is something innately in human beings that we feel better about something we're doing when we feel like we've earned it. Right. And so when it's turn on Mandalorian with the kids and right. stretch out on the couch, after I checked seven things off my list and right. I'm done for the day, right. like I earned that. Right. I feel you good really about feel that. that it's, you know, it's, it, you're worthy of getting to take your shoes off and put your feet up and snuggle down for a little bit. But the bit. other thing it does is it alleviates the concern, the worry right. of, gosh, I should be doing something else. Right. And then you sit there and think about that thing instead of enjoying being in the moment with your people right. or doing the thing that you love. You're still worried about the other thing because you didn't intentionally check things off. Right. You're, then you know you worry about all of it. You worry about finances. You worry about, man... Like, is this going to bite me in the ass later because I'm, I'm taking this time off? You won't right. worry about that anymore right. because you know you've done it. Right. You affected everything you could affect for the day. Right. So do you think do you think it needs to be down to, like, you know, there are some planners that you can get that are, like, 7 a.m., 7.15 a.m., 7.30 a.m. Do you think it, for everyone, that it needs to be like that? Or do you think you can do more, like, schedule blocking? I think, where I've blocked out these hours for. I mean, different whatever. people do it different ways. Right. Um, and it's really a personality thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, to be perfectly honest, it's, you know, how OCD are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I can tell you, like, I'm, I'm somewhere around a seven right. most of the time. <laughs> you're high functioning OCD. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and it's, it's not legitimate OCD, but it, there, I do have a, a general need for control of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think the more you feel like you need, but what's weird is like, I'm the dichotomy of that. Yeah. I love spontaneity and crazy too. Right. And right. what I have found is the more controlling I am mm -hmm. with the things I can affect then the more spontaneous I'm allowed to be with the things that I can't. And so 
for me, mm-hmm. it is a a worry reducer to get deep into the inches on timelines that I can have an impact on. Yeah. That way, when someone comes to me with an issue, I know I've got time to deal with it. Right. I know, and it may not be this instant, I may go, you know what? You come back at 2 o'clock, I'm all yours. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because <clears throat> I... I the just the blocking things out, you know, having it having it color coded in my calendar that this the, this pink block is whatever and this yellow block is whatever as far as what I'm working on, and the reality is is I think it works for me, but it doesn't because I really the my free flowing gets out of control and I really need to be like you have 15 minutes to accomplish this task and then you have to move on and that. <laughs> You know, I'm glad you said it so I didn't have to espouse it. But what happens a lot of the times is the more broad you are with your blocks, Mm -hmm. um, being specific about the goals that you need to achieve is really the best way to get to achieve them. Mm -hmm. So, like, if your in-state goal, your in-state goal is going to be something specific. Right. You know, if it's not, you're not dreaming big enough. Right. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. And and even if it's not a, you know, your, whatever, your giant goal for the, you know, your retirement or for your whatever, it's, you know, you need to lose 10 pounds. Sure. Okay. Well, what are you going to do today right. and this week? Just, just look at these few days. Like, I want you to back plan your next trip to the kitchen then. Right. And what you know where to stay away from. Right. I'm not even going to open that cabinet right. because that's where the that's treats where are. That's where the treats are. Right. And and it's just like you were saying before when you go to the grocery store. I'm I'm going to buy these things because I know that will suffice for a snack for and myself. And what's crazy is, you know, this is not a secret anymore. What no. we're getting ready to talk about or touch on it for a second is that, you know, it was a revolutionary thought 10 years ago about plan what you have for lunch the next day. Right. But... It's true that that, for whatever reason, that very small mundane task Mm -hmm. will take up a lot of processing power in your brain if you don't get ahead of it. Right. And so simply back planning tomorrow's lunch. Mm -hmm. Like when I was still in the military, it was easy. Right. It's like five or four hard boiled eggs and I'm good to go. Right. Take those jammies and a handful of vegetables to work with me. Right. Golden for the day. Right. (laughs) But I didn't have to think about what I was having for breakfast. I didn't have to think about what I was having for lunch. Right. And I didn't even have to make time for it. Right. Like, right. It's, just, it's already ready already. <laughs> I can crack and peel a boiled egg with one hand while I drive. Right. <laughs> I've done it. It is a skill. So it alleviated yeah. all that worry. Right. It alleviated. It opened up all that other time. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's that decision fatigue. Right. That is a real thing. So just... You know, your, your night before, make your plan for the next day. So when you wake up, you can just attack the things that need to be attacked. And that's why being specific makes such a big difference. Right. Because if you go in with a broad stroke idea mm-hmm. of what you want to get accomplished, rather than four specific things you know you want to get accomplished, the outcome is wildly different. Right. Because you, <laughs> the thing is, like, you need to give yourself less wiggle room in the task completion to give yourself more wiggle room in life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, it's it's a little bit of it's an exercise in self discipline. Yes. And it yeah. it's not it's not gonna be as easy as the coffee maker analogy tomorrow. Right. right. When it comes to planning out your work week. Right. Or your physical fitness goals or 
you're in state, I'm going to be a millionaire living on a yacht goal. Right. right. It's not going to be as easy back planning that as it is, I need to make sure that I've got French roast. Right. <laughs> but it is a similar pattern the that you The functionality is the same. Right. And just as easy and automatic as it is to get up and make coffee mm-hmm. every day without going, crap, we don't have any coffee. Right. <laughs> that's how easy and automatic it will all become it for you become. over time. Right. But right. just like getting to that 37 million subscriber thing on YouTube, you got to start. Yeah. You have yep. to start. You have to be intentional. Right. Well, and it, yeah, right. Exactly. You have to, you have to know how long, how long you have to do something, how long it takes you to do it and make it happen. And you know, starting out, be realistic. Yeah. Don't try and jam 30 check marks into your day. Right. Don't do it. No. It's it, The thing is, it's... We'll use the weight loss thing as an analogy. I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the next two weeks. And you lose five and you give up. Okay, right. It's going to be the same with this. Right. If you that give, is not you a realistic Don't goal. give yourself achievable goals. So set five no-joke things for the day or three no-jokes or right. whatever it is. Right. Start small. And then get good at back planning those and see, just acknowledge the first win of how much extra time you've got now. Mm-hmm. Now you can add four more things. Right. And back plan those. Go, well, shoot, I've still got room for two. And so by the end of the week, you know, that day's now got 10 things in it. Right. When you used to get lucky to knock out two, and the time you've got to yourself is actually increased. Right. I promise you're going to see a good result. Right. I promise. Pretty wild. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. (laughs) I I could sit here and bore the world about back planning for like five hours. But I think we should probably cut it now because they're like... This has already crept into my planning time. Right. <laughs> and that's good. Shut me off and go do that. Right. Go do your thing. <laughs> Anything to add? No. Nope. All right. I'm going to stop it then. Uh, and we will enjoy it. Talk to you, talk you next, to time. next time. Yes, indeed. All right. There you have it. That was bag planning. Um, again, we, we tried to keep that brief. And I had to reel myself back in several times. Because, like I said at the top... I can just go on and on about how great this skill is. So again, like we talked about in the show, you know, you don't, I wouldn't even recommend starting tomorrow and saying, I'm going to back plan my entire life. Wouldn't do that. What I would recommend is, you know, back plan a day, then the week, then the month, then the year. Then once you get that, or not even going that far, but just, you know, get a week solid and make it make sense and get the hang of it. And then really start going after those big goals. All right. Start back planning you know, that five-year goal, you want the house on the beach, whatever it is, that's mine, right? The house on the beach, and that's happening in five years. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope the skill helps you out, and we will see you guys next time.